All right, welcome to our official episode two of Grisha Watch, which is going over episode three of Shadow and Bone. We're gonna find a naming thing for this that makes sense because this is gonna confuse me. Um, but yeah, episode three, because we we just, I feel like the whole reason we wanted to do two at a time the first time was because we just didn't want to leave off where that first episode left off. Pretty much, you can't do that. Like, it, it, you can't just start one and then be like, oh, well, I'm I'm satisfied with that. Gonna like, pause no, you gotta... for a second to go talk for an hour. Yeah, no, nah, you gotta keep going. It's the same thing with WandaVision. Like, when they just brought up two in the first thing, you gotta keep going. That's because their episodes were five minutes long. Well, this is unique, too, because the first time we've done the podcast for, you know, the Netflix, where they drop everything, you know? Yes. So, so we if it was week to with, week, you know, whatever. Yeah. We open with one of the only things you saw about the show in the beginning, which was the stag. Yes, but I didn't see it as a physical, I mean, not a physical, as like an animal, a living creature. I saw it as like an emblem. Like it was a gold uh, pin. That's basically I think it what was, it was. I think, the, I think it actually had the stag there. But regardless, I, we open with the stag. Alina's dreaming about it. Um, so we're <clears> heading <throat> into his dark materials uh, territory of, of Will dreaming about things and me going, why is he dreaming about this? So does she not have visions in the book? No, she's the not. Stag? There's no, no, she's not dreaming about a stag in the book. But that's what we're doing. She is, however, writing to Maul, which she is doing in the book as well. She's uh, She's been away from home for about five minutes and she's homesick. Uh, yeah, she's been ripped from everybody. She's, you know, but nonetheless, it's not like she's in a bad place. She, I mean, in she her, doesn't really know that yet, though. She doesn't know where in her she writings. Is. In her writings, she's saying, uh, you know, hey, there's there's food, there's nice, you know, bed, nice clothes. Mm -hmm. So, as far as she knows right now, she just doesn't know the people. Yeah, but the actual location. It's fine. Well, and she, she doesn't want, and this isn't talked about in the show, but in the books, it's in her letter. She talks about, you know, the food and the the lodgings and, like, being cared for. And, like, she's obviously lying to him because she's talking about, you know, they're, they're, they're juxtaposing her writing to Maul and being like, oh, you know, I'm in this wonderful place and these people who all respect me so much as they're, like, grabbing her and removing her clothes without any care for her. And, like, so they kind of juxtapose that she's definitely lying in her letter about, you know, how good it is for her. Um, and in the book, it talks about how she doesn't really want him to know that she found another place that she doesn't fit in. And, like, she feels, like, separate from everything. And she doesn't really want him to know that. Mm, okay. But we do meet Genya, whose name is apparently Genya, and I refuse. I refuse. Uh Oh, you can't refuse. Remember, no. the writers no. and everything are always right. You can't. Her name refuse. is Genya. Her name is Genya. So we, I read it that way forever, and then I found so, out like three weeks ago her name's Genya. No. Yes. Yeah, so we meet Genya. No, uh -huh. we meet Genya. Hard, hard uh, J on there. <laughs> her Genya. name is spelled with a G. All right. Nope. I'm sorry. It's a GIF. It's not a GIF. Uh, you're correct in that aspect. I don't care what the creator of the GIF says. It's pronounced GIF. Wow. Uh, so I don't I don't care what uh, the creator of Genya says. Her name is Genya. I mean, you didn't get a hug from <laughs> the creator. No, I know. Lena did. It was very sweet. Um, yeah, so we kind of bust in on, you know, all these servants coming in and they get her out of bed and they're undressing her. And I'm like, is this all the nudity we get? Because we do get some Alina ass. Um, yeah, it was and nice. She is just shoved into a tub and they start like ragging on this girl in a language they assume she doesn't understand embarrassing Which, did they say what language that was old rovkin old rovkin 
Why yes. wouldn't they assume that she knows old Ravkin? Because as a Ravkin. Shoe, I would assume. But she's the same not way the shoe. queen didn't think that she understood them. I would get that from the royalty who are disconnected from the world, but from the servants? I don't know. Well, and clearly they're all speaking English, so old Rothkin is not a language that everybody speaks, and they don't expect her to know it, so I don't really know. I don't really know. Mm. Um, I will okay. say, though, uh, fun fact, the uh, person who created the languages for Game of Thrones also created the languages for Shadow and Bone. It's probably got a steady job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's very fancy. Uh, but yeah, they go in on her, how she smells like an old horse. And, you know, this, you know, we're not gonna be able to do anything about this. And she's like, A, I've been riding a horse for 200 miles. So fuck off. Of course, I smell like a horse. And B, I can understand you. So would it have been less offensive if they had just said it to her face? Be like, you smell like a horse. All right. Probably. Probably. Okay. okay. I just, I just want to know where the line's at. But you know what? They just want to go full offensive. They don't care anything. They straight up in English tell Genya, make her eyes less shoe. Start with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was blatant. Ooh. That was right off the, the rip when she was like, uh, you know, we need to make her eyes less shoe. It's just like, all right, we're 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 here in the racist capital of the world. Apparently. apparently. Because the oh. servants are bold enough to. That's what I'm saying. I was like, "Aren't you servants? Like, like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to?" I mean, technically, she's not royalty or anything like she's that. She's not, right? but they she's clearly she's, important. I was gonna say, yeah, she's just somebody of some importance to to them. But like, okay, you're not royalty. We've been living in this house for however many years, and we know who the royalty is. You're the new person. You've been here five hours. And they're so, more important than you who've been here forever. So watch your mouth. Wow. That was wow. bold. But uh, Genya does not go in for that. Um, so Genya's a tailor. So she can basically. Who's a tailor? Genya. I'm not. No, her name's I don't Genya. Know who Genya is. I have no idea who that character is. Genya um, is a tailor. Genya is a tailor. Yes. I hate you. No. <laughs> So she's a tailor, which basically means she can change appearance. Um, and whether that's uh, like removing bruising and stuff like that. So she can do some amount of healing because she can is remove that, bruising. I was going to say, is it fixing though? Or is she just putting like a, a glamour thing over? No, because they, they talk about like specifically like the bruise disappears. And when she touches it, she can't feel it anymore. So it does actually Okay, so heal. it does feel. And so does, what's the difference between her and then the, the, the healer people though? I think it's just that it goes deeper. I think Genya can only do so much with her healing. Um, she's only been trained to do so much. She can't go like bone deep kind of well, stuff. Can, can a healer be trained to do specific healing like uh, like uh, Genya can? Yeah. So yeah, they, I mean, they can't all be trained to do things. They're just, they kind of, they'll show an affinity for something um, when they're young, like that they are particularly good at something over the other. Um, but other than that, and then they just kind of stay on that route. So well, could they be trained to do more than one thing? Sure. Oh, cause I was, cause the way when she was talking about it, when she was doing her hair and everything like that. And I think you, you, I don't know if you cut out or you were muted, but like when she just put her hand over her hair and like made it like, uh, fixed basically. Um, yeah. So they like, kind of tried to imply that. So she picked up those like shiny black beads and then she uses that to deposit the pigment into her hair. Really? Which didn't really get across. It gets across more in the book because she takes like a gold, like a solid gold comb or like a, col a comb with solid gold on it and then runs it through her hair. And it deposits that pigment from the comb into her hair. And turns and her like, hair gold? 
it just makes it shiny and like healthy and like a little bit golden. Hmm. So yeah, she can okay. remove the pigment from something and take it and put it into this something else. So like she, um, you'll see when she goes to like, she has flower petals that she holds up to her cheeks and that's kind of how they do blush. She'll take the pigment off of a flower petal and meld it into her skin. Oh, so she, as an alchemist? Yes. Why is she, why do they call it an alchemist then, instead <laughs> of the freaking tailor? So, and then, so Genya, Genya is particularly good, um, which is why she was gifted to the queen. So she's essentially uh, the queen's personal tailor. See, I took it as she was unique in that she can only do that ability. No, she's just very, she very was good rare. Because she was like, she's rare. You know, probably as rare as you, remember? She like, did say that, which she... was weird, because tailors aren't really rare. Um, See? But Genya is very, very good at what she does. Um, and, like, to the fact that she mentions, like, I've been working on myself since I was three. Like, Genya looks like perfection. She is the most gorgeous. She's just this flat knockout of a woman, because um, she's been perfecting herself her whole life. Yeah, she's got that ability to where yeah. it's like, oh, there's a pimple. No, there's not. Yeah, so, so okay, I get it. Like she said with the queen, like you know, my job is to save the queen from her sagging tits. So she—that's kind of just what she does. Which I'm a little shocked by the language here. You know, <laughs> what, are, what, are we, uh, what are we doing? It's rated we, is... TV. I actually don't know for language, nudity, and violence. So you know, it ramped it up more. in episode, but it's ramped it up in episode three a little bit. You know, not like she's in a new environment. Egregious, not egregious. You know, like it's fine, but I'm just like it wasn't. It didn't have that mood. In episode one and two. Because she's in a new three, place with new people. Ginja over here is doing Genji. A, whatever. You know what I mean. Ginja. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she is removing um, the blemishes from her face, all the things that look like, you know, what you look like when you've been riding a horse for 200 miles. She fixes the scar and she goes to fix on the scar on Alina's hand and she won't let her. She's, look, I wonder what one. she looks like as a like a child then. She says she's been fixing herself since yeah, since she was four, right? Three. Or three, excuse me. But like if you have kids, are they gonna come out Who knows? Like fugly because you've been fixing yourself and you uh, you know, maybe you had extreme buck teeth and cross. This is a total and... aside, but it I... reminds me of so there's another book series wherein there is um, a woman who has a sort of similar power. She can change. She can like kind of shapeshift and change the way she looks. And at one point she had changed her face enough because she was like a homely child and she had, you know, changed herself enough. But then at some point magic was stopped in like everywhere and everybody that had used it, like it just couldn't be used anymore. So she literally has no idea what she looks like anymore because it was like 10 years ago. She was a child. She doesn't know what she looks like because she's That's just looked, like this fixed version. They did that in Heroes too, with the the woman that could cast like massive illusions. Yeah, and she was like this real thin girl, and she was eating all the time, and everybody kept wondering, like, you eat a lot, and it doesn't make any sense. And then whenever she lost her powers, she was like this massive woman. I was like, oh, okay, there, there you go. So, a little aside okay, but yes. for the Heroes fans and the Throne of Glass fans, uh, for you there. Um, sorry, yeah. Heroes fans. I know that's always sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's Genya. I hate that. I hate that so much. Genya. No. Just get used to it. It's the no. way it is. Okay. It's, Genya. it's the way it is. Her name is Genya. That's Until Genya. you get hugged by the author. It's wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to seek her out and hug her so that I can say Genya. Um, yeah. And, and then she mentioned, right you know, that like, she's particularly good. So General Kirigan gifted her to the queen and that's kind of what she does now. So that's why she's with Alina. Um, okay. Helping out. 
what do we get next? Oh, so we talked a little bit about, we kind of moved to the Ketterdam crew and they're talking with the conductor and what he does. And one of the things that struck me is that they talk about how not only does he get people back and forth through the fold, but he smuggles Grisha out of the little palace. I wonder how, like to where? And why? I mean, if you think about it, you just previously said Jinja uh, was given to somebody. That means, but she doesn't they see have... that as a bad thing. Yeah, but like she was three, so it's, I don't know it's how old thing she where... was when she came to the palace. She wasn't she had that to be, young. She had to be young. Oh, she said eleven. She said she was eleven. Okay, so then nonetheless, you you don't own yourself. Can I just give you to somebody else? Like, right, it doesn't but work that Genya way is a very special, beings. she's a special case. Most of the time, that's not what happens. Like, you are tested as a child, you come to the little palace. But, like, this idea that Grisha are trying to leave the little palace so much that there is a, a coyote that specializes in smuggling them is new. That's new. Well, yeah, because all this is new for, the, for this little, you know. And they that, haven't you know, really is... given us a reason other than Genya to think that that would be a thing. Like, everybody else there seems perfectly happy. Well, you know what? The what's I mean, eventually they probably will. Hopefully they they will. But so far this new section of this this story that isn't mentioned or even brought up whatsoever in Shadow and Bone stories is making a lot of sense with some things. <laughs> the and we'll find out later when we talk about them getting through Yeah, yeah. You know, everything. <laughs> I knew you'd so, like that. I'm just saying, you know, maybe they're onto something. I, but I'm thinking him smuggling people out of the little place is literally just because you you may be pampered and you may be like treated, you know, a special way, but it's not, it's still not your life. Like it's still your life is for them to do. So that's just weird, you know. Yeah, it's not your set. You're not you, you know. Well, and then you're we meet. Uh, so we meet Nina. Because they're talking about the heart render that they use, the Grisha that they use to smuggle people in and out. And we meet Nina, um, who is, again, using her heart rending to make somebody agreeable, which I feel like I don't remember being a thing they could do. But it's just a thing that heart renders can do now, apparently. Like I said, they have the most versatile um, set of abilities out of everybody. You know, apparently. somebody else with wind could just push unless they could start flying. But... Uh, the heart renders stop a heart, change somebody's uh, personality to make them more agreeable. That's they the can... part that's new. Like, I don't feel like I remember that being a thing. Like, they can stop and start your heart. They can slow it. One of the things that they'll do a lot um, is they'll, they can slow your heart to put you in a coma, like, or to knock you out. Um, and they do that, like, in place of anesthetic for things. Um, mm. So, like, they'll just knock you clean out and put you in a coma. Uh, but anyway. doctors. What's that? They're usually doctors. The healers are. Heart renders are not. Yeah, heart renders is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Heart okay. renders are not the Okay. Um, but anyway, she's uh, at this hotel and she's up on payment and she just tells the guy, no, no, I'm not. Remember? Remember? And he's like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And then, in the, like, this is a very fast introduction for her. We go from meeting her to her convincing the guy she doesn't have to pay. And then she immediately gets kidnapped. Uh, and I hope they go in further on that on, like, how do they find her? Well, they said that the guy downstairs sold her out. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, what did he report her, or yeah. did they come looking for her? It's either way. Um, so the the Drew Skell, like if they're around, you know, they're not hiding. Um, and so you're just oh, but aware. they're they're still they're still on the other side of the ocean, aren't they? No, they are in 
So that's what they didn't show a passage of them going anywhere. So I don't fucking know. Okay, so so I was about to say because then how are they in? Because I thought they were in West Ravka already at this point. Yeah, see, that makes no sense then. If but then they showed West... her on a ship, and she, the yeah. only thing she'd be on a ship is that they were taking her from Ketterdam across the... So, okay, so they're still in Kerch at this point. And Kerch, yeah, they can't be in West Rothka. Because they, yeah, they never show them crossing the ocean, which should take a while. And clearly they have to, it's, I don't know, that was weird. Because I'm saying, if Fjordur or Fjorda <laughs> are just roaming around freaking uh, West Kafka, uh, Ravka, then it's yeah, just no, like, that makes sense. That you've makes lost sense. the war, guys. <laughs> they're just chilling everywhere. So, yes, but, they're, okay. they're in Kerch, um, and they are Grisha hunters. They're witch hunters. So people know they're around, and they know they can make some money by selling out somebody that they know is a Grisha, which is why everywhere except Ravka, Grisha hide. Okay. Like they're not yeah, openly make, make using sense. their powers. They're not openly X Mening everywhere. Um, but yeah, they five on one kick her ass and uh, take specialists. Her out. Yeah, specialists. Everybody. She can stop your heart, Aaron. Okay, you gotta get the hands out of the way. So that's the other thing. Um, I don't know if you caught on. They haven't really said anything, but they have to separate their hands because it takes both of their hands to use their power. Which is why once oh, she only no, had access, yeah. So once her her right hand was tied to her body and her left still was out, she couldn't use her powers because she needs both hands. And she still put up a fight. Yeah, she did with one hand strapped to her. So clearly, the special quote unquote people are not so special. Well, and she was also uh, like raised in the second army as well. So like she's trained. Oh yeah, see, I don't get any of that, you know, backstory. Which is why this thing where she's like smuggling people out, I don't understand. I'm curious. Maybe they're just changing her backstory. I don't know. Is she more about? Because uh, that's not how she gets captured either. Now that I think about it, that's not oh how no, she this gets is captured. a this is a Shadow and Bone storyline then. So she like they flash back to her like beginnings and things. So this thing where she gets captured by the Druskel is all like canon. It's just that's not how she gets captured. But in what story or what in Six book? Of Crows. Okay, thank you. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Is it, uh... So yeah, she's she's in Six of Crows. Okay, okay, all right, cool. But yeah, so she uh, she gets kidnapped. That's depressing, and uh, they lose their their way into the little palace, and they're kind of at this moment where they're like, "We're already here, so it's not like we're leaving. Just get us across. We'll figure it out." And then I just have another note that says, "Inej is Batman." It's, wow. So they, but they straight deviate from the plan, of course, because it went wrong yes but uh how important could she have been then i don't know because she's not this is not where this is going so i i'm <laughs> guessing she was very important because she was their way in to the little palace because none of them are grisha none of them belong there and they're trying to get alina out of the little palace so without her they don't have an in yeah because okay so then yeah what where you know she she seemed expendable like oh no she her. was she was not expendable that's the whole point is they need but they're to going forward they have to okay they'll figure something out but they do need her or a replacement for her they need a way in what happened to the other one what the, other uh, one? the oh, one that was working she's still in kirch why did they just take her because they didn't know they, because he already had a, a person and also she's not uh Rafkin. so it's not like she had a place in the in the little palace which ostensibly i guess nina does which I don't understand. How, how? Okay, yeah. Now we're just we're we're making things up as we go, aren't we? We very much are. We very, okay. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm learning with you. This is all new to me as well. Okay. Well, I'm expecting Bat Girl to show up any minute now. So Alina gets <laughs> a hideous army uniform with a golden veil. 
It looks like a regular army uniform. The veil is. The Why is she wearing thing. a skirt? Why is she wearing a skirt? Was it a skirt? It was. It was a, a long floor length skirt, and it was hideous. Oh, and that's why she's like, this is not what the, she's like, no army uniform looks like this. That's when Genya's like, eh, he doesn't know anything. Wow. So it, it's the, uh, just kind of show type of thing. Like, yeah, we this for, okay. That's yeah. She's like, he doesn't really go in for the I whole thought... mud and blood and sacrifice. He just wants to, he wants you to look like somebody that was a humble girl pulled from his ranks, which is why you're not wearing I, a kefta. I thought it was literally because of the veil is what, you know. Like, okay, yeah, this the veil is the thing. I mean, it's that for. too, but like to be the army, like she even comments in the book, like the army uniform that she puts on, she's like, this is nicer than anything that she'd ever worn in the army ever. Like she'd never had a uniform like this. This wasn't standard issue, um, but he wanted to see what he thought, you know, his, his army should look like and does look like, but he's rich and royal and doesn't actually know anything. Yeah. The disconnect for the rich. I hit it. It says, what mm. the hell is she wearing a veil? what my thing says. Wow. They meet the uh, they meet the darkling outside, and we finally get a little discussion on the small science. See, I told you, not magic uh, science. The small science. So the the way that they explained it was so it's like they don't conjure anything. He said, correct. Um, they manipulate, which has always been. Or it's. <sighs> It's the so they law they manipulate exchange. exactly. They manipulate manner uh, matter, um, which Man. is why in the first couple episodes, I'm curious if they're going to talk about like the Inferni gloves because the Inferni can't just shoot fire out of nothing. But yeah, that no, looked like what they were doing in the first episode. So I'm like, are you like sparkers in your gloves so or you've, something? So you've never seen Full Metal Alchemist? No. Yeah. So the character. Do I Roy watch Mustang, anime, Aaron? Yes, you do. No, I so don't. The, so the character Roy Mustang, alchemists, they do the same thing. They just kind of manipulate what's already there, but they they have to do it with symbols. So the the character Roy Mustang manipulates fire, and he has gloves that he needs to snap his fingers to create a spark and then do something. Yeah, so fair. when I saw that in the first episode, because that's exactly what they did, I was like, this full metal ripoff over here. Wow. Like, this is the exact same. Yeah, because nobody's ever used that premise before. Where? Where else? It's just a thing. Actually, no, there is another place. Let's go back to the classics. X-Men, yeah. people. Pyro, Pyro. Yep. is the OG original. So they're yep. all biting off of the X-Men. They're this all going off. That's just physics. They're just basing it off physics. Solid, solid. Okay. Yeah. Because physics works that way. Create a spark and then you can go ahead and change it into a gigantic Physics and that you can't just create something from nothing. You yeah, you can. It. You get it. Yeah, you can. You can change lead into gold. It's fine. So they go to meet the, uh, <laughs> the king and the queen and the crown prince and his spiritual advisor and they put on a little show and the queen is straight up like, hmm, I thought she was shoe. And they're like, it, the, the the blatant racism is she Karen's it you she know does. like it's 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 what it is you she know says, tell her that we said she's welcome yeah bitch yeah. I understand Speak. you and then spoke a little louder for some reason as yes. if like that's gonna help but no yeah it's it's again the disconnect they over they played it very well um is the prince anything he's there. Oh, so he's another there character. Got Prince, it. Uh, Vasily, 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 yeah. Vaseline, Vaseline. Because like, King says some stuff. Queen, ignorant stuff. 
the dude that was next to the king, he gets his little, you know, five minutes of creep time. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, nothing. From yeah, the no, prince, Vasily's huh? okay. not really uh, like he's he's there. He's the crown prince. He looks a little. Di- I'm trying to remember if he was supposed to be like a bigger dude. I feel like he was. But and then they have another son as well. Um, but he's not in the country. He's just away. Ah, but okay. he's not the crown prince. So whatever. Um, yeah, okay. so they they put on a little demonstration. Alina is very worried. And like basically at this point, she has been dragged out of the army bathed by people she doesn't know um shoved into clothes and makeup and hair and then put in front of the king and queen and told to do something she cannot do so she's kind of freaking out makes sense Uh, i mean especially when they tell you to do the thing that you've never like controlled and done or known as a thing that even existed until two days ago but this is another one of those where like i really like when um these adaptations pull conversations directly from the book like i that gets me that like the serotonin that releases when like i know a quote is directly pulled from the book love that um so the the conversation uh, the what he says to her about like do you think i would have brought you here to make a fool of you or to make a fool of me like no when when russo says that yeah yes when billy russo says that um yeah, that that conversation between them is straight out of the book uh, of him just being like, just focus on me. You'll be fine. So he's like, all right, um, I guess you're going to make something happen. And then he does. He pulls in his shadows, his darkness. We get our first like that's kind of like our first real look at his general powers. We saw the cut. We saw things get a little bit dark in the tent, but we never actually saw his shadows move. That was fancy. Yeah, we did. did we, we saw the shadows move in episode two when he rides up on her. His shadows are following him. Oh, no, they are. Ooh, I was about to say, somebody wasn't paying They're not attention. like, this was like a whole thing, though. This felt bigger than that. This felt like the first well, time yeah, I got like, well, my first big look at the effects. It's more enclosed and everything. Yes. So, like, you could even have been like, oh, well, those were shadows for trees on episode wow. two. But, like, I I took it as, like, where he goes, darkness follows. Pretty much. <laughs> That's where I took Pretty it. much. Uh, but yeah, so he pulls in his shadows and then grabs her wrist and boom, light. She has no yeah, idea what's happening. Nothing under her control, I would say. Right. Just kind of, it happens. Yeah, like, basically when he, glows. and the same thing is in the tent, like uh, back in the tent, he cut her and he touches her and her power comes out. Yeah, which we find out a little more about that later. Yeah. Um, which is Which is interesting. So I guess we can yeah we can mention that. So he he is a living amplifier. But um, like how do they don't explain all in too much detail of how cuz like when they when we learn how to learn, learn about amplifiers it's it's not after this, right? Or not uh, initially it's a little after ways this. down, yeah. It's a little ways down. But we have a scene where she's kind of in the library and mm-hmm. cuz it's it all it's all together so I'm just going to skip there. Yes. We have a scene where she's in the library and she's talking with uh, the creepmeister. And he's telling her about how back in the day, these uh, animals or creatures that were made from the first uh, Grisha, the bone uh, collector guy. Yeah, bone smith, because he can create creatures um, from his his bones, which is just weird. Um, That if you killed one of them and you attached that creature's bone to your body somehow or whatever amplifies your abilities yes so he's a human dude as far as we can tell i mean mm-hmm. though he's a grisha but how does he like 
is it just natural in him? Yeah, so it's just part of his power. Um, so he himself is an amplifier. Um, and that's again, like the first thing Alina says is like, that's not real. Um, so they're not common, they're very, very he's again like one of the only ones that has ever been around. Um, but he is a natural amplifier. So when he like the way she explains it in the book is like there's this thing inside of her, and when he touches her, it is like it's calling to it. And so when she's in the tent the first time that he touches her, she tries to shove it down. She's like, whatever the fuck you're trying to call up, I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't know what it is. I want it to stay, like, to, you know, stay away. But, you know, it's too powerful. She can't stop it. And this time she just lets it happen. She's like, she feels that call again, and she just lets it flow through her. Boom. Light. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the amplifiers are not... Wow. The amplifiers are not just those initial animals. So amplifiers can be a lot of different things. So you can still have current amplifiers it doesn't have to be those like original mythical creatures or anything so like a lot of grisha well not a lot they're kind of rare um grisha can get amplifiers by as long as you kill the animal like you can take it as an amplifier (sighs) so that's the thing that i want to see about zoya's wrist because the thing it looked in the first or second episode whenever we saw it it looked like she had bone coming out of her skin but her amplifier is like they're like it's like something that you wear amplifiers are something you wear so hers are bracelets and oh. it, but it looked like it was coming out of her skin, like a spike of bone. It was creepy, but we didn't haven't seen her bare wrist since then, so I can't tell. Okay, so we just have to wait for her so to keep kinda... an eye for that. Uh, but yeah, so they do their demonstration. Um, the king is talking about. We get our first look or our first uh, indication that West Ravko wants sovereignty. Yeah, we finally get somebody on the soapbox yelling. You know, hey. Well, yeah. Well, and then the king's talking about like this is like this needs to happen now. This needs to happen quickly because they're talking about being a sovereign nation, and we gotta shut that shit down. Yeah. Which, in all honesty, if they became a quote unquote sovereign nation, they would be the stronger one, as I said previously in the last episode. Of it's tactically more, uh, you know, uh, sound than where the other people are right now. So. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'd be under the sovereign nation place. Place. And if you know uh, what Lee Bardugo looks like, you would have seen her in the throne room as they're leaving. Oh, I thought that was so. I love when authors have cameos in their adaptations. Oh, I, love that. I didn't know who. I was like, they didn't announce any character named Lee Bard. Lee Bardugo is the author of the series. Yeah. I thought okay. that was so sweet. She's got like they made a special purple kefta for her. Uh, and yeah, she gets to stand there with the Grisha and she hugs Alina. It's a very sweet moment. Good for her. Happy for her. Mm. Okay. Wow. And then we get like, we get bitch <laughs> Zoya, but we go straight from that to bitch Zoya. We finally get to see that she's like an asshole. Cause she's all like, Oh, I'm so glad to finally meet you. This is amazing. Pulls her in and just straight up is like, you stink of the orphanage. Yeah. What? <laughs> you wanted that, right? Like, that's, that's I mean, yeah, that, no, that's girlsy. good. That's good. That's good. But like damn she yeah they're they're they were going full mean girls with her in this episode and that's good now she's not just there you know horny girl over there she's horny mean (laughs) girl over there exactly exactly now that now we're talking about character growth that's what we're doing uh, that, uh, that's when we head over to west ravka we see their soapbox speeches uh we see their creepy volcra masks uh that was uh, that was a whole thing I don't know why they have side, masks. Side note, I just sent you a little picture pertaining to the show. Um, oh, thank you. Why are you not yeah. paying attention? 
Why are you I looking at pictures? I needed to go back and see. Why it's are you the looking picture at pictures? Of... We're having a conversation. See, this is why we have to do these in person so I can keep you on task. Yeah. What are you talking I'm on task. Is this not on task? Will you explain to the people what I just showed you? Wow. Uh, Aaron sent me a screenshot of Zoya's uh, creepy wrist amplifier. I don't like yes. that. Yes. I don't. It's she has literally a bone, a bone protruding out of her out wrist. Of her wrist. That's disgusting. Yes. Why yes. did we make so now that? now we who, know. Who asked for that change? That's disgusting. Well, for them, they didn't say wearing anything on that the creepy guy didn't say oh yeah when they wear something no i know they didn't say, but like they straight i don't up, know why we changed this for the show they said let's put a bone in her creepy gross i mean she's the, the horny girl wow. over there so <laughs> that was yeah okay that's i hate that i'm not gonna lie i hate that oh that's gross oh, and we've made it there so now we know <laughs> it's, it's canon uh, but Inej, uh, we, we find Inej on a, what ostensibly is a memorial wall of what I would mm-hmm. assume is people who died crossing the fold. Given they that, keep a, a tally of that? I don't know. Like a, a memorial wall of that? But she's, she's looking for names and Kaz points out like your parents are Suli, which like way to point out her race to her. I get that you needed the exposition, but like what a weird line. Um, so your parents are Suli. They would have gone around. They would not have crossed through. So obviously that list, I'm guessing, is people who've died trying to go through. So she's still looking for her parents after all these years. However many years it's been, I don't know. And that's fine. That's uh, that's yeah. fine. You I mean she's she's been in a terrible situation? Oh, her not whole if you're life. Kaz though. He does not think that's fine. He thinks hope clouds your judgment. You need to let it go. Move on. He says, pray, scream, whatever it is that you need to do, and let it go. Oh. Yeah, hope he uh not uh Kaz is a dick. He um he clearly he's got, you know, he's got some issues. He's fine. I don't we understand his motivations. Is it just the money? That's okay. Don't worry about it. We love him. He's, he's is it fine. just the money? I don't know. You know. You of course lie. I know. Of course I know. But, but you don't But that's know. what I'm saying. But uh, I I'm wondering, do you actually know? Because none of this is uh six of crows. It could change by the end of all that stuff. Terrible. Like it could. It could be one thing where it's like, say his motivations were to get revenge on uh Pecker in part Pecker. And Six of Crows <laughs> or whatever his name is. And oh god, I love that. And and now I mean, and and by the end of this, you know, he gets revenge on him. And then what are we doing in Six of Crows? We're just I'm not saying That's nothing it? about nothing because I'm not spoiling five books down the line for you. Wow. wow. What's the last one? What's the last uh, duology? The most that, recent one? That you said it, it merges oh, both of the books. Yeah, King of Scars and Rule of Wolves merges okay. both of them. Oh, there's four books. Yeah, there's, there's seven because there's three, then two, then two. Yeah, well, no, no, no. no. But I mean, there's... There's this one we're watching, which is the um, Shadow and Bone uh, trilogy. Shadow and Bone. Yep. So that's three books right yep. there. And then Six of Crows is two? Yes, yeah, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Oh, okay. And then... Um, King of Scars and Rule the, of Wolves. Is that a set? Yes. Okay, so there's only two other books, basically. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Because I'm thinking that's there's four. I don't four. understand what you're talking about. Because I'm not thinking of them as uh, Six of Crows Part 2. You know what I mean? Six of Crows 1, Six of Crows 2. Yeah, Six of Crows that's 1, Six books. of Crows. Six of Crows 2 is Crooked Kingdom. That's yeah, the analogy. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So <laughs> the ones after that is yes. called... King of Scars. 
and then rule in the wolves. same story, in the same is, story, yes, is rule it's, it's not thank you. So there's only two. Uh, yeah, okay, I know there's what I'm two talking other about. Stories, stories, not two other yes. Books. Well, because I know I get it. I get all what right, you mean. All right, books all right. books is different. Establish that there are seven individual books. Just call it part twos, and we won't get confused, no. everybody. No, Aaron, that's not how books work. I mean, it can. It's not. We, though. we create. We create things. It's not though. Nobody it wants that. Nobody wants Shadow and Bone, Shadow and Bone Two, and Shadow and Bone Three. But you can. We just want like Shadow, Shadow and Bone, Siege and Storm, and Ruin and Rising. But you can call it Shadow and Bone Two, Siege and Storm. No. Boom. That's no. look how you just look how I just did that. We had this it discussion worked. a week ago. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there will be a subtitle that says the series name. It should do usually. that in no. every single one. Oh my god. Anyway, we meet a new person. <laughs> we meet a Driscoll. I don't think they uh, gave us his name. No, he's just he's tie as far Nina as I know, he's taken eight hours to tie Nina up. As far as I know, he's just like just like the other ones. There's nothing special about it. I thought there was going to be something special when she saw his bolo, but like no. It no, it was just the there. fact that he was the one that that he was there. Yeah, so nothing special, so he doesn't need a name yet. So we get a look at uh, Nina getting shoved into the Druskel ship, and she, I mean, she's confronting him about what, about what he's doing, you know? You're basically slavers, and he does not like that. He's like, no, we're not slavers. We're taking you to face trial in our country. Bitch, why are you kidnapping people from a different country that have done nothing in your country to take them? It, it is stupid. It's stupid. I hate that. that. Her argument already was, uh, was enough. The little small one that she put up. Yeah. Um, how many people actually are found innocent in your Which trials. is another thing straight from the book. He's like, you know, we don't, we don't take you just to kill you. We don't take, we're not making you slaves. We take you to face trial, a fair trial. Yeah. And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> how many of us yeah. are found innocent in your trials? Trials would imply that at least somebody is, has the possibility of being innocent in your world. And, and yet. No. And yeah. yet. Uh, and then, uh, you know, she kind of hits him with the, oh, I thought you guys were so respectful of women. He's like, you're not a woman. You're a Grisha. Which is just Dang. further, like, they don't even see Grisha as human. Dang. They're the worst. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what we didn't <laughs> talk about with Inej and Kaz? He has a goat. Oh yeah, because so the the um, what's the, the, the guy's name? The conductor. I was about to say the courier for some reason. <laughs> the conductor does his whole rocket raccoon thing of what he needs for his plan to escape. As soon as he said a goat, um, I was like, I bet he doesn't even need it. He just wants to see if they can get it. I mean, as far as we know right now, he does not need it. He needed um, it. Jesper needed it. Twenty pounds of of uh, alabaster coal alabaster coal he needed the goat and he needed what else uh a stash of jerda which they haven't really talked about what it is yet but it's a drug oh so anej went but to go have... get the jerda jasper went to go get the coal kaz went to get the goat i love but that he chose we... that for himself he chose to go get the goat for himself i love that as far as we know though they didn't need anything but the coal well, they might. I'm assuming they'll need the Jurda when they get into uh, Ravka, which is where they are now. Um, but yeah, they used up the coal. Yeah. They used the goat, and uh, now they got. They didn't the really use the goat. The they goat did. Is just there. They did. They did. He needed it. Um, no. But yeah, Jesper. So Jesper gambled away their money, which nobody seemed surprised by. Yes, true. Bummer. Uh, didn't get 20, he got 16 pounds of coal. Love that the conductor just knew that, lifting it up. He was like, no, this is exactly 16 point, mm, 
oh seven pounds. Well, I mean, you can kind of eyeball stuff like that. You know that, right? Yeah, but like sixteen, you could have been like, it's roughly fifteen. That's like a round number. You can't roughly sixteen. Like I could, I you know, do that you at could work. not. I promise you, has to do like, that mm, when I worked at GameStop. This is Sixteen pounds of games. An Xbox, an Xbox three sixty weighs fifteen pounds. When I have to shoot, when I have to the ship them out, the fuck it does. An Xbox 360 with a controller 15, and, oh, okay, and, and the power brick inside, whenever I had to ship them off, you have to weigh them. So I knew how much they weighed. So whenever I would lift one up and I lifted up hundreds of the stupid things, I could tell the difference between a 15 pound Xbox 360 and maybe a 10 pound. I forgot like maybe uh, the controller and power bricks or something like that. Well, maybe that you and the conductor one. can figure out how much coal you need. It's a science. Uh-huh. You should know these But it's not things. a small science. But you know what it is? It's a better way to get across the void than they've been doing <laughs> in the as military. As soon as I saw that train, I was like, Aaron's going to be insufferable. Yes. Literally insufferable. what I said. I was like, just get something that encloses you all the way around. You know what they did in the military, everybody? If you haven't watched episode one <laughs> and for some reason you're skipping straight to number three, they just said, let's go all out. We're just going to raw dog air and be out here <laughs> in the open. And that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, so anything can just swoop through and just pick us up and take us away. <laughs> like, no covering? I don't even think the boat had, like, an under, like a bow, did it? I don't know. I don't think it did. I think it was all top. <laughs> just all top. We're just out here in the fresh sun. That's cool. There's no yeah. sun in the fold. It sure isn't. It sure isn't. <laughs> and so when one man decided let me just get some train tracks and math and i can make it across and has been doing it how many times because we lift up his sleeve it was more markings than that military dude had the military dude had three that other he had, he had like at nine. least he had at least not because he had the five slash i'm gonna go back whenever we're oh my god doing this thing Stay on because task. he had a bunch i am on task i'm it's research <laughs> it's research so yeah it, I just have questions, sense. like logistical questions. Like, how did you lay the tracks? Carefully. Wow. No. <laughs> how do you lay the tracks? Carefully. And then I just have questions. It doesn't make sense. This, but... Probably the same way he gets back, though. Like, if you lay a little bit and then instantly go back. Lay a little bit, instantly go back. And you see he said it's not all the way complete. So he clearly. There's just like know, a section in the middle, like fucking speed, where there's nothing. <laughs> And he had to come up with something on the fly to to get across. So like it's you know, it's a science. Wow. That's all I can say. It's a anyway, science. Anyway, they got sixteen pounds of coal, and the landmines are real. Figured that out. Yeah, landmines like are real. Him. He never said they weren't. I like he him. Never said because when he was like, I said the sign. <laughs> like I put up the sign. I didn't say they did not say there. there were no landmines. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're getting ready to cross, and we head back over to the little palace uh, where Alina is getting ready to go to combat training. So she walks out in a blue kefta, and okay. I don't know if they've talked about like what the colors mean yet, they have or if not. they're going to. But like the colors signify things. So like the purple keftas are for fabricators, the red keftas are for corporal key, and the blue keftas are for ethereal key. So the summoners, like Alina. And then the Darkling wears a black kefta. So there is a point when she gets to the little palace and she's with the Darkling and and he takes her to, uh, I don't know, some servant or something. And he's like, okay, get her measured and fitted for a kefta. You know, standard stuff. And as he's leaving, he's like, oh, and make it black. 
And it's like a big deal that he's going to put her in a black kefta because he is the only person who wears a black kefta. That is his color. That's who he is. Nobody else wears black because he's the only one of his kind. And she asks him not to. And she says, no, actually, I'd rather have blue. And it's like a moment. It's like a kind of an important moment for her because she doesn't want to stand out anymore. Dumb. You're already wow. standing out. The whole kingdom knows you're the freaking Which sun Which is why summoner. she doesn't want one more thing to show everybody. Like, hey, look, you can tell just from looking at me who I am. But they can. She's Asian. Well, she's, yeah, <laughs> like she's, I mean, she's in the show. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. it's in the book, she's not. Yeah. So. But I was, like, kind of bummed because that's, like, a, that's a moment for her. It's a moment for him. It's a moment for Genya, who was, like almost like personally offended she's like you would turn that she's like anybody would kill anybody would kill to be offered a black kefta and you're gonna turn it down to wear blue like the rest of the summoners and it's like a, it's Only like a thing the, the black ones just look better I they mean. do they look very nice uh so that was kind of like a weird thing to skip over but she just walks out in a blue kefta and we're just okay uh but we go meet botkin who did not get a name he what he runs, like, he, they didn't name him. They, he was just the guy at the combat training. But I don't think they ever said his name. But that's Botkin. I thought they did say his name. I know. I said his name, like, three times. Oh, so maybe it was just you that was may have just been the me. whole thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we go to combat training, um, and he wants to know what she knows. And she, like, has a flashback to ogling Maul while he tries to teach her how to throw a punch. And she's like, ah, I've had some training. And she immediately picks Zoya. To spar. And, like, Makes I sense, know that at though. this point, we don't have the backstory to know why that's a terrible idea. But it's a terrible idea. Yeah, but, yeah, we, we we definitely don't have the backstory behind that. But it makes sense. She's the one that's been giving her guff the whole time. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I get I that mean, they just needed, like, um they needed this kind of, like, fight moment with them for some reason or whatever. So this does actually happen. Her and Zoya spar, but not for, like, another hundred pages. Zoya, we don't even know who she is yet. She has not been introduced at this point. Again, um, she is that girl over there. <laughs> that is it. So later on, they do actually spar. Um, Alina's still struggling and stuff. Um, but this kind of the same, you know, it plays out in much the same way. Like she's getting her ass kicked. She finally gets one hit off and Zoya uses her powers. And that's like a huge no-no. Like you do not use your your Grisha powers in combat training because they want you to be able to like, yeah, you can, this is not where you train your powers. You have all of that other thing that you do. All of your other classes are for training your powers. This is for being able to fight without them. Because if you can fight without them, you can fight even better with them. So Botkin is, like, very, very adamant that you do not use your powers here. And, like, she gets, like, read the riot act. It's a whole thing. But she also breaks a rib of... She, like, breaks Alina's rib and knocks her out. Hmm. And she has to spend the night in the hospital and gets a creepy visit from a creepy apparat. Apparat? The guy? Yeah, the spiritual advisor. Does he, and that's all his name is, is just the Yeah, they just call him the advisor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know okay. why they're just, spiritual advisor works, I guess. Uh, nope. I mean, okay. But uh, yeah, so Zoya throws her into a, a nice pile of hay. You know, she just gives her a nice soft landing. How very kind yeah. of her. She can't get hurt, you know. And in her, in her second of being knocked out, she has another stag dream. Which I was really hoping that stag would talk. I know you were, because it looks like he's looking right at you. Like, he's about to just be like, hey, you got beat up. Wow. <laughs> and then she she comes out of it, you know? 
And uh, I guess we're supposed to understand at this point, because Nadia and Marie are talking about, like, you know, she doesn't like Alina because she doesn't want anybody else being the Darkling's favorite or General Kirigan's favorite. And she's like, why? It's not like she was in the beginning or something. But she wants to be. Okay, well, you can fall back seven seats because you have shown nothing to be special whatsoever. So she actually is like one of his right-hand people um, in the book. Um, They don't know her because she's not with them and she kind of shows up one day and they're like, oh, great, look who's back. She was on another mission for him. Now she's back. Um, She's kind of like, yeah, like his right-hand person. So she is very close with him in that sense, in the sense that like nobody's really close with the Darkling, but like she works with him. And she wants, like, yeah. there's, like, a, a level of, like, a lot of the Grisha have, like, a level of hero worship for him, almost, of, like, he's kind of, again, this, like, larger-than-life figure. Yeah, he's the rare one, yeah. so I get it. Yeah. She's into it. I, they 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 definitely didn't show that with her, though, at least. They maybe not. Maybe. Not yet. No. Yeah, because it was, was just say... that, that line of, like, oh, she doesn't like you being his favorite because she wants to be his favorite. And then Nadia, I think uh, it was either Nadia or Marie was like, oh, well, I don't know why she's pining over him when she could have me instead. I'm like, she's a bitch. Why do you want her? Because uh, she still looks good. She is. She's very attractive. <laughs> what? I mean, that's that's what gets people going. It's provocative. <laughs> so, gets yeah. the people going. But the uh, the thing is, like, they that would have been a better setup for uh, her character if they did show that. That maybe she was some type of favored, you know, soldier or something like that. And she's very above it all because of it. Like, she knows that she's uh, rather important in, you know, she's at least more important than a lot of them. And, like, she's very full of herself and thinks that she's more important than everybody else and very aware of her position and wanting to get higher and being ambitious. And, like, she's just very above it all. Because I'm just thinking if you think you're going to do or if you're like, oh, that's too predictable of us having her like that or something like that. If you think that's the reason, like you've already gone to that with the main characters to just fall in line. (laughs) Keep going for it then. Just keep just do it the same thing. At least I would make me care somewhat about this character instead of her just being an antagonist to be an antagonist. Like, okay. Maybe we'll have some more from her. Maybe we'll get some more from her. Who knows? Maybe. I mean... I kind of hope, you know. So it's at this point that Alina is um, cornered by the apparatus in the library like a creep. And they have the discussion. Or maybe he's just awkward. Maybe he's just an awkward guy. You've never had had awkward guys come up to you that don't know how to really speak to people. Yeah, and they're cornering me. I'm just They're creepy. They they don't have the social experience. And they should not be speaking to me. No, I mean, they they have to learn somehow. (laughs) No, that's what he was doing. He was learning somehow. He's being a creep. Uh, but he's she's trying to she's just trying to read a book. She's just trying to read a book. Um, but he does start talking to her. That's uh we start talking about amplifiers, and then I don't I'm curious to see where they go because clearly Zoya has one, but they also made it sound like amplifiers were just those original animals, those original myths. So we'll yeah. see where that goes. Cause that's I what I was really that was my big question was can you just take any old animal? Like and I just Yeah, know, kinda. As long as you're the one that kills it. And I mean, there's different levels of like how much something can amplify you. But yeah. I better see a character with just a bunch of carcasses on them. (laughs) You can only take one. At the end of this. Oh, that's stupid. No, you can only take Uh, one. They actually, they they purposely explain that. You can only have one. Okay. I was expecting like this dude cheats. So he spends like his life killing these animals and then he just. No, there's a discussion on on why. Um, So they talk about the fact that you can only have one and then. 
the reasoning being that like there's not really as far as they can tell there's not really like a physical reason they can't find a reason um and it seems to be more of a they have like a philosophical answer for it of like it's a way of the universe balancing itself like if you were able to have a grisha who could just get an infinite number of amplifiers like that would just be too much power and so the universe always balances itself out and doesn't allow this to happen or you could just make it to where the universe balances itself out by he can't handle that much power maybe 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 that's why and then okay uh, but he starts talking about uh, he'll take her to Bagra, which is her next her next stop. And then he gives her the weird suffering talk, which is like pulled from the book, but without the preceding context. So it's kind of just out of left field. Because they're in the book, the conversation is about how. Um, so he gives her this book, The Lives of Saints, and it's just all these stories about different saints. Um, Sancta Elisabetta, uh, Sancta, uh, Sancta Peter, Sancta, like all these different saints. And they're yeah. horrible, horrible stories of just like how they died. And like uh, Elisabetta was drawn and quartered in a field of roses and her like where her blood landed, flowers bloomed. And like they all have these horrendous stories of the way that they died. Um and he talks about how, like, they all had miracles, and they created miracles in a lot of ways that are, like, almost similar to, like, Grisha powers. And he talks about it's weird that the peasants worship the saints, and they love the saints, but they fear and hate the Grisha. And, you know, he's like, I think it's because the saints suffered, and that's why the people like them. But Grisha, you know, they haven't suffered for their powers. But you, you've suffered, and you're going to suffer more. And she's like, what? I mean... He, as far as I can tell, has been the only one that's been upfront about you know, being a creep. With, about what's what's about to happen to you. Like everybody has just kind of either been like, "Well, this is just you know the deal. You're gonna have to just roll with it," and type of stuff. He's like, "You're about to go through some stuff. That's about to, you know, you're about to go through some pain." That maybe he's gone about it or said it in a way that's creepy. <laughs> But it's the truth. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's the truth. And, like, if she goes in, like, what I was expecting was her to go into this cave that she went into afterwards uh, and then get some real intense training. Like, we're about to, we're about to, we're taking the training wheels off now. It's, it's, it's time to, you know, for you to see the Lord of Light. <laughs> That's wow. what we're doing here. So we're going to kill you a couple of times and bring you back. That's and that's not quite do. what happens. Nothing. So basically, everybody at this X Men Academy that are student—I mean, that are teachers—are useless. Everybody. If you're if you're watching right now, I really haven't helped her much yet. There are no teachers in this whole thing, and I'm. You know what? This even extends all the way up to uh, Russo, because he technically didn't even do anything but just amplify some stuff. So if he's not around, she still knows not how to do anything. That's what exactly so, what Bagra's talking about. So. Everybody is useless. So we go into this cave, on. which is apparently where Bagra is. I don't know why it's a cave. Um, it's cooler that way. I guess. I guess it's an aesthetic. <laughs> she literally walks into this like pitch black cave. It's weird. Um, Bagra has a hut and like she walks in and it's like stiflingly hot. She just always has the heat on. It's like swelteringly hot in her hut all the time. Um, but no, so she walks into a cave. Bagra comes out very creepy from the shadows. It's a whole thing. Uh, and just reads her is, you know... Are you mute? Can you speak? Where's the rest of you? What's wrong with you? Why do you look like this? Uh, and for once, not in a racist way, but just in a like, you're not enough. Of Like, whatever you are is not enough. Mm -hmm. uh, sits her down and 
she's the one that finally explains that the darkling is an amplifier she's like you know can you do anything when he's not touching you no okay fuck off uh and i mean to her credit like alina's been here for like a day she doesn't know anything she didn't know anything about this until a few days ago so when she says you know what are you and she goes i'm a sun summoner question mark like that's an adequate answer that is still a question because she doesn't know anything true yeah i mean they're gonna keep treating them like that though you know because they're expecting gigantic things from these people because everybody else tells them that gigantic things are supposed to happen from this person so these are old grizzled set in their ways type of people if you tell them something then show me that something yeah so her first training session with bagra in the books is not quite like this it's not successful by any means but she doesn't just tell her to get out and like leave and not do anything um she does actually try to i won't help she does try to help her bagra's help is very um it's a nice way to say tough love we'll call it tough love Okay, okay she's very old and mean about the way that she wants to help um and kind of everybody knows that like she trains you know all of the grisha at least you know have trained with her at some point in some way or another uh to help with their powers or unlocking their powers um or using them better and everybody's just like yeah this is gonna be a nightmare have fun okay but it's a little more important in alina's case you kind of we really didn't get anything but three minutes with this character you really didn't because she just tells her to get out i was like you're really gonna do bagra like that but hopefully we get more with her later on she's i mean as much as you're talking about her i'm guessing we will like she continues (laughs) because she's just like she continues to be in training so like alina continues her training her her montages um but i'm hoping we'll go more in depth with that because like there's some things that happen in their first lesson that i don't want to talk about if they're going to show you later so i'll wait uh yeah but yeah uh but yeah so that that sucks that sucks uh she goes to dinner which i just turned my xbox on somehow don't know how that happened um so they go to dinner and we get the first uh the first mention of otkazitsia which i told you was going to come up at some point the the taste tester the taste tester so she has an otkazitsia taster which again very new for the show not a thing um so Uh, they gave her a a thing though it's it's a very good uh thing for the show he was entertaining you know, he tasted it. He's like, I'm not dead. Then he starts to just talk and, and like, get into the meal. And he's like, oh, wait, that's right. I'm not a, I'm not. He said, I was so happy when the last one died. This is great. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, oh, wait, yes. So I liked his character. They need to do more on him. We need a, uh, we need a series on him. Yeah, and they tell her, like, don't, you know, don't get used to the fancy food. Like, they talk about, like, the Darkling or the General wants us to eat peasant food. So, you know, we, we, we know we're more like the people. And, Alina, who grew up as a peasant, is like, okay, even your peasant food is, like, really fucking fancy. Like, their version of peasant food is what they would have on, like, a once-a-year holiday feast with the Duke. And what's stupid anyway is we want us to eat, like, peasants, but we're in a gigantic palace here, and everything around us is still fancy. She says the the same thing. There's there's literally a line about how ridiculous it is, how ridiculous she thinks it is to be eating, quote-unquote, peasant food off of gilded plates. Exactly. Yes, and these silver forks that we have, yeah. you know, that makes no sense. But just yeah. to make sure her meal wasn't too great, 
Ivan, who again, I don't think we have a name for yet, but I'm fairly certain that's who that is. Ivan gets up and is just like, why are you even eating? You should be doing something. I'm like, can this girl eat a meal? No, because she's the chosen one. So stupid. So... I'm like, I'm sorry, is she not supposed to eat or sleep or do anything other than fix the world, apparently? Yep. Ivan's a dick. For... That, you know, I'm guessing because this is a hundred plus year old uh, prophecy, right? Many, many hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> when you are raised and it is but in your culture, understandable. Who needs to eat well, food? Nah, I mean, the, they're very loose with these person wow. definitions, especially because wow. Grishas aren't treated as such and stuff like that. So okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if there is something that's ingrained in their culture like that, and they're expecting gigantic mystical things, they're probably thinking instantly right now. So as soon as she shows up, then the sun comes to earth and wipes out the darkness type of situation. So that's probably what they're going off of. They're not thinking of her as a regular person. But She's supposed to be Neo. I mean, they're all dicks. Yes. Wow. You know, they're just, they think she's You know who's Neo not a dick? Matrix. Jesper holding the goat. Uh, I mean, he did lose all their money. That's fine. That's fine. Look at him 16... with the goat. My next note is just all caps. Hug the goat, Jesper. That's terrible. It's Which an I really emotional hope there's support more to goat. It. That's so stupid. It was an emotional I... support goat. Okay. That was why they needed here's, it. I love that. Here's, here's the other thing, though, too. If it was... a. If it is just that, and we find out that's what it just was in the next one, one, how do you know that he was going to need that? You barely know this, dude. You just know somebody's going to need it. Two, you are the the full blown like mathematician, so you know that weight is a factor in your travels. And he's factored across. in the weight of a goat. But he didn't get what he needs, so now he has to factor in that we lost four pounds of coal, and I needed twenty because I did the math for three or four human beings and a goat. <laughs> but so yeah, I, I don't know. There there were some things. Jasper had his necessary. little scene though. He had he, a, he had his little cool scene. He, my my little sharpshooter baby had his moment, killing Where all the he, uh, So which. <sighs> If he can do that with a six shooter mm-hmm. and the grown military with more armament, by the way. Well, keep in mind, they, that, they have they have what's essentially like musket rifles. So yeah, they have more he, has a, he has a six shooter, but he has he's also insanely good shot. That's okay. just kind of so, his thing. He's a very good shot. Like and, and these things aren't immortal, which is crazy, too. So they're not. there's just a lot of holes in the way they can get through this freaking void. They tried everything. And they didn't try everything everything, because they they didn't try what these guys are doing. They tried everything. Oh, and by the way, yeah, the train turns around. I I just saw the the last little part part where he was shooting and you see the train come through the smoke and there is a platform that can turn trains around. Fair enough. So that's what happens. That was my question at the end. I was like, well, and the other thing is like that thing, that train is pretty fucked up now. Like it's ripped apart. Like you can technically still use it, but like it's not the safest thing. It's not. Well, it's, well, it's never, never less the safe. safest It's thing. definitely less safe yeah. than it was when they left. So Did you have to do all of this again. Uh, Kaz's limp. Why is he hurt? They have not explained that. No. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing it's something in Six of Crows later too, though. 
No. Like it continues. It does. If he magically Professor X is out of the wheelchair in Six Crows, then no, he always has the limp, and um, so the the author wrote him that way also because she herself has a, de- a degenerative bone disease and she walks with a cane and she was like, mm. I want to make like a really cool badass character who is disabled and walks with a limp and has the same disability that I have and, and you know, does has the same issues. So I thought that was very nice. Yeah, it's nice. I'm just saying there's like healers though in the world though. But he, it's a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> Alina's feeling the pressure. She's still writing to Maul. This whole episode, she's like, voiceover writing letters to Maul to explain what's going on. Uh, and then they have, oh, Maul's her true north. Oh, that's so sweet. So cute. Oh I kind of zoned out on that one. I know you did. Not a lie, because it was just like, all right. we're For every other character in the whole thing, I'm still trying to figure out where they're doing. But for these two main characters, they're just, just straight up going into... Let's ham it up and do the exact but Aaron, young adult Aaron, love Aaron, story. Aaron, he's her true north. All right. What does that even mean? I don't know. Exactly. Are you ready <laughs> exactly. to watch episode four? Let's watch episode four. We're going to go watch episode four, and we'll be back with episode four, episode three of Grisha Watch. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs>